Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Green Room with Danny sure. Green. I'm Harrison Sanford. A lot to catch up with with Danny. Uh, we have to discuss the conspiracy around Triple J, Triple uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Huh. and his blocks and steals. Uh, Danny has some <coughs> insight on that. Uh, also want to talk about the beef that's happening on social media and between potentially some players and NBA officials. But we would be remiss not to talk about what happened this past weekend uh, with the release of the video of Tyree Nichols, uh, the young man who passed away in custody of Memphis police. Uh, a bunch has happened since then over the weekend. There are some stories out there that I cannot verify at that time. But what we do know is that this young man did lose his life at the hands of members of the police department. Uh, they have now been fired, uh, let go from the police department, and now under serious charges. Uh, we hope uh, that justice is served in that sense. But, Danny, I am curious uh, what the environment has been around the team since the release of the video and even before that, because I know you wanted to discuss it all here on the show even before the video came out. But I think now is obviously the appropriate time because now we do have uh, video evidence of what took place uh, that unfortunate night. Yeah, I mean, the last week or so, since we've gotten the news, we got the news before, obviously, the video came out um, about a week ago, and it was it was tough to take on. We didn't chance to, we didn't focus on basketball. We didn't watch film. It was just before Phoenix game, I believe. And um, obviously, we had a tough road trip, very hard. Um and I, I can't say it was because of this, but, you know, this definitely took a toll on us emotionally uh, during the time. We knew that the video was dropping the night that we played Minnesota. I advise a lot of guys not to watch the video until after the game. Um, I didn't get a chance to see um, all of it until I saw some of it until after the game. I didn't want to watch all of it. Um, but it, it takes a toll on you. Mostly you don't know how you're going to react. You don't know how um, it's going to make you feel. And I think for the organization, the team, the guys, everybody that was in the room that we discussed it with uh, knew what was coming. And we're preparing ourselves and our family for, you know, the city to be hurt and, and that we were going to be needed to be the backbone. And we got to bring some positivity, spread light, love, all those things while managing um, our own emotions. So it's just this has been a tough uh, thing to swallow. It's a tough thing to hear, it's a tough thing to watch, uh, tough thing to be a part of when it's in your backyard. It's never easy. Um, so we know the city's hurt and we had a moment of silence for him his family. Um, we're just trying to send out our, our prayers and our, you know, condolences and, and find the best way possible to support them uh, during this time and the city of Memphis. Um, so, you know, guys are brainstorming what we can do to keep his name alive, his memory alive, and, and to su support his family and, and and whatever is best or whatever is um, appropriate. Uh, you know, everything is a, a lot of things are sensitive matter. Uh, but we want to do what's best for for the family and, and during this time, respecting them and, and showing them as much love and support as we can um, while they're going through it, while the city is grieving, while they're grieving. Um, so it's just been it's been tough air, uh, but you know, and hard to focus on basketball when you know there's things that's going on in this world in our city that's bigger than basketball. Uh, but we're we're trying to find ways to you know keep the city positive. Yeah, it's a. I, I admit it's it's. It's been it's tiring to always have to hear about these unfortunate things. And I maybe tiring is the wrong phrase, but I am tired of seeing this. It's so frustrating. It is uh, disheartening um, to hear about it and then to see it, actually, to have video of it is it just compounds uh, the disappointment uh, that we often see in the black community when it comes mm -hmm. to 
uh, people who have power, particularly police. Uh, I think with this issue too, I think it does, because it was uh, five black police officers and we did get news on Monday that another officer has been relieved of duty, a white officer. I think it does uh, enlighten or does open eyes for those people I know there, 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 there's definitely a segment of people uh, who, who, who don't believe that the disappointment or the outrage or the, the animosity that it c comes from people like us to police, um, they don't believe it, there's a credibility to it sometimes, or they need to see more evidence. And I would say in this instance, I think it, it, it does open eyes because it was five black police officers. Mm -hmm. And I, Yes, it's a black. Yes, there is racism in this world, and there are cops that are racist that you know exact their racism uh, when they are doing their job or when they're on duty. But I also think it also heightens just the abuse of power that mm -hmm. some cops uh, take advantage of. We trust cops to be um, protecting us and uh, bettering our communities. And I think these uh, these cops in this instance, and there's unfortunately there's cops all around the country that simply just abuse that power that they were granted that we have trusted them with. Um, and so uh, hopefully that it has opened eyes that yes, it in many instances it is a black and white thing, unfortunately, but mm -hmm. it is also a blue thing in terms mm -hmm. of the abuse of power that comes from police officers. Uh, I've been fortunate to know some police officers who don't carry themselves like this, but it's disheartening to uh, see police officers uh, exact this type of hateful uh, yeah. actions in this manner. You could apprehend a person and totally get if you have to uh, restrain them by any means uh, in sure. certain instances. But to get to the point where a young man is killed, where he's basically held up and, a lot, and officers... Uh, for lack of a better phrase, allowed to tee off on him. It was just disgusting, uh, point yeah. blank. Period. And uh, hope we don't see it again. And I hope it. I hope uh, that we don't have to talk about this again. And I hope that the the good officers that are out there, hopefully, take a stand amongst those bad apples that are in police departments across the country. For sure. And I'm with you. And hoping. Uh, and unfortunately, we, we know that the statistics show that it's probably going to happen for me it's like how you know it's probably going to happen again but how how 2023 are we still seeing this you know we've come a long way but it's still and they know that there's cameras everywhere they know that there's body cams there's video cams there's footage you know that you're being watched regardless of your white black yellow green but you're in a blue uniform you need to be careful how you interact with especially minorities or all people that you're supposed to be protecting um, I just don't, I just don't know or see how we we still are seeing this or how this is still happening. I'm I was just very mind I, I was mind boggled on on how like just how you know in this they were so bold they were yeah. so bold go, they went so far past the line and still and so they said bold that they lost them. body cams and like come on man like what what are we talking about here but I'm just, it's 2023 how 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 are you thinking that you're gonna get away with something like that how are you thinking that that it's okay. How are you thinking you're going to be sneaky or be able to sweep this under the rug? Um, how are you even doing this, even if that were the case? Well, like, the, come on. It's a, it's a way different world now than it was back in the 80s and 90s. 
I'm not saying that it was okay ever then, but we, we know that there was a lot less social media, there's a lot less cameras, there's a lot less focus on that, and they can get away with a lot more. Um, so we're a lot of other people, but, um, you know, you got to be very careful in how you move with, with any job that you do, especially when it comes to protecting civilians or when you're operating with civilians, unarmed, handcuffed. Come on, we had this scenario a multitude of times throughout the past five years and we've known how cities reacted by burning down places, uh, not, you know, protesting, you know, uh, I guess, peacefully. There's a lot of unpeaceful protests going on. So why would you want that for your city? Why would you want that for your community? It's just, it's, it's just tough to, uh, to understand, you know, all yeah. of it, but. Yeah. The people who wear police uniforms have the power to restrain you. They have the power to put you in jail, prison, things of that nature, but they should not have the power uh, to take your life away. Um, who knows uh, the light that Mr. Nichols could have shined in this world, in his community, if he got a chance to live out his life. Um, and so uh, truly unfortunate. Um, they, they, they killed him uh, and they deserve to be under the jail. I'm not a judge, but it would seem fit. It was disgusting act. Hope we, hopefully we never see it again. Back like a boomerang inside the green room oh. with Harrison Sanford and Danny Green. Uh, I, I try to do punchline, Danny. Oh, man. We had all the Boomerangs time. come back, don't they? They come it's back. Been a, it's been a week and some hours. You had some change. You had so much time <laughs> to think of something. And that's what we came up with. Back like a boomerang. Okay. Back like a boomerang. Boomerangs come back. You ever do a boomerang before? No, I don't think anybody in this chat or in this household has ever owned a boomerang in our lifestyle. Like, you know, old boomerangs are. I know they come back. Yes. That was an well, ultimate exactly. dad joke. That was a Shaq joke. Big shout out to Shaq for making the Danny Green dad joke. A good old knee slapper right there. But yeah, we'll 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 live with it for now. But next week you gotta come a little more yeah. correct with the fair the, enough. Fair enough. Right. Maybe I'll get some inspiration when I go to Memphis. Uh here this week to see you uh make your debut for the season and we'll talk about your season debut here in just a moment uh but when you make that season debut i hope and i know you're probably excited uh to be on the floor with your guys but particularly one jaron jackson because uh throughout the duration of your career you've had guys like anthony davis joel and b tim duncan guys that truly uh protect the rim and obviously aid you in what you try to be defensively Oh, with that being said, this past weekend, Mr. Jaron Jackson Jr. came under some serious internet allegations, forever how serious internet allegations can be. Was it um, him or was it the statistician? Is that even the right word? Well, I think in, in, in tandem. I don't think Jaron Jackson Jr. was under attack, but his yeah. stats were under attack. Uh, thanks to a Reddit user who I think some internet sleuths have found out was also a Warriors fan. Um, pointed out the big discrepancy between steals and blocks that Jaron Jackson accumulates at home versus the stat, the steals and blocks that he accumulates on the road. Uh, with that being said, thanks to those internet sleuths, uh, like Amin Al Hassan and a bunch of other people, um, it was discredited. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr.'s blocks and steals 
under when watched under review, it was shown that a heavy majority, like over 95% of them were actually the correct call. But Danny, you're with Jaron on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. Uh, What has he said about uh, the allegations that were charged against him and uh, the home scorekeeper? Accusations. False <laughs> accusations. He hasn't said anything, but the correct meme, the Rick Ross GIF, would be the correct one. Is it GIF or this. GIF? It's GIF, isn't it? Uh, I, I couldn't look that up. I thought it was a GIF, but I looked it up one time. I think it's GIF correctly, which sounds okay. weird. Um, but yes, false accusations. He hasn't said anything about it. We haven't spoken about it. He just does what he does, and that's what he does. And I think a big testament. Or uh, a big said so they they compared other people's steals and on the home we play a lot better basketball at home. <laughs> yep. We're not great on the road. It just shows that. And I think a big multitude of that is because maybe he plays a little smarter at home, but he's in more foul trouble on the road than we are at home. He plays less minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, he's always on the on the road. He's on the sideline a lot. He's in foul trouble. I mean, he does get foul trouble at home, just not as much. He might play a little smarter. He might be more under control of his emotions. But as a group, we have our fans behind us. We have that energy, more adrenaline. We, we when we're down. We can turn around better at home than we on the road. You know, at home, if you're down 10 to 12, that might be hard to come out of that hole because you don't have your fan base behind you. You're down 10 to 12 at home. You know, it's, the fans are cheering for you. You might get a little extra boost to be able to get that confidence, that energy, that encouragement to win a game against Indiana, which is one of our better wins because they were beating us. They came out. We came out slow. We found a way. But our fan base was huge with, with helping us recover from that. Um you know, there's a different air out there. We're trying to, our guys are honing in or thinking too much about it or stressing too much of a weight of thinking about, you know, we need to, you know, pressure, we need to win this game, we need to do this, we need to play better. And um, we didn't really have much of a rhythm the last five or six games. Um, but yeah, we play a lot better basketball at home. There's no, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. <laughs> he plays more minutes at home. He's in less foul trouble at home. And that's why his stats are probably better at home. Um, but yeah, accusations, false <laughs> accusations. <laughs> when it comes to that statement. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to, uh, hopefully Jaron has a nice 10 block game uh, sometime this year. That'd be, it's been done yeah. before. Get a triple yeah, double with blocks. Nobody else is doing with blocks. You know, you got triple double with blocks. Nobody else is doing it with blocks. You know, it's not statement right there. I get him on that. I tip. think it's, it's, it's on the table for him. He just has to stay out of foul trouble. He's, He's got to do, he's got, he's, it's not the, I'm not even disappointed with like the contested blocks that turn into fouls, even though those can be, you know, slanted. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's the The offensive fouls. It's the The offensive fouls and the ones he has no chance of getting that he's trying to block. And, you know, we're trying to mature him and get him to understand. I'm trying to get him to understand. You can't block everything and you can't go for everything. You know, it's okay to go for 80% of them or a lot of them that you're in reach of. But when you're out, so he gets dunked on half the time because he jumps 10 seconds after the ball's in the rim. It's like, bro, you made that poster look great because you jumped after he dunked the ball. You're just trying to block everything. You don't have to jump. You can be there early, or if you're too late, let him go. And if you have three fouls, guess what? Probably should let him go. Three or four fouls, and you're in the first half or in the third quarter, and it's early. You got to pick and shoot. That's when you need to decipher, you know, as a basketball player, what plays you should and shouldn't attest or try to make. But there's a risk. Um, so yeah, those are the ones that, that kill me. And I get offensive offensive fouls sometimes too much too. But um, so the ones that he actually goes up vertical or tries to block, I don't mind those. But the ones that he has no chance of getting and the offensive fouls that he's just you're running through people more than once, it's like, bro, you didn't see that guy standing there for five minutes? 
Um, so yeah, we're working on that. He's gotten better with it. Um, he is a coachable kid and he understands it, but, uh, you know, for, for in order for us to be a contender, he's the guy and I'm going to say, continue to say it, he's the guy that we need to be that, that X factor, that rim protector, and also scoring in the paint and, in offensive rebounding and, and, you know, knocking that cause he can shoot from three as well and being that floor spacer as well. I know it's a lot to carry, but he's, he's very capable of being the guy to, to outside of Ja carrying us. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, when you guys played the Indiana Pacers uh, on Sunday, um, he had a, he knocked down a couple of threes um, in that matchup. And obviously him spacing the floor gives you a lot. I'm just, I'm curious now that you're making your debut, um, mm-hmm. where do you see yourself fitting in? How Have you gotten any kind of indication of what your mm-hmm. minutes might be, rotation might be? How are you approaching? Uh, are you playing back to backs? What 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 do you know? What might no. be coming forth in the coming days? I, I don't, and I don't think the coaches know either. And, and that's the that's the toughest part of being integrated in the middle of the season, right? Especially with a good team, you have so many great players and good rotational role guys that have played and earned their minutes and that are playing well. For to throw somebody else new in there, you know, especially with guys playing well. It's hard. You're gonna mess up, take away somebody's minutes, some way, somehow. So, for me, it's just. I mean, my mindset is I have to earn my minutes, and I'm pretty sure that's the same with the coaches. Uh, we do have some guys out right now that gives me an opportunity. You know, with Des coming back from a grade one hamstring, um, John Conchar had concussion protocols. I don't know if he's gonna play tomorrow night or not. Um, Stephen Adams is out, so we have Jaron at the five a little more. Santi at the five. We can go small ball now. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how they want to do it. I'm just trying to, you know, earn my minutes. And hopefully I get, you know, 10 to 15, which would be great to start off um, if there's some available. But if guys are playing well, even like a Jake LaRavia, David Roddy, um, they come in, they give good minutes. It's hard to just take that away from them when they earn those minutes. So I got to find mm-hmm. a way to, to earn earn my minutes. I have to find a way to earn my rotation. So Coach, I know he'll give me an opportunity to do so, but, you know, he's not obligated to do that. And he doesn't know how he's going to play yet. I guess he's still figuring out, especially with the fact that we have guys that are in and out, injured or not, up and down. And back-to-backs, who's resting, who's not. So, and me, probably not playing a back-to-back. So, it's going to be interesting to see. But um, I don't know. I think they're still trying to figure it out. Um, my, my job is just to, once the engine starts, keep the engine running and not get mm. cold and stay professional, stay warm on the sidelines and be ready for when I'm when I'm called upon. So you made you so we dropped the the episode last week, last Wednesday, revealing that you're coming back February first. Uh, how's working out been since then? Uh, any developments? And then I'm and then I'm also curious. There had to have been some people reaching out um, in the NBA community that were like, "Hey, bro, you coming back already?" Like I'm sure there had to be somebody who was like, "Yo, what's going on over there?" I mean, it's your new year and new need. A lot of a lot of people were surprised, but they're excited. They weren't saying how. They're just like, wow, this is this is big stuff. You know, I'm glad you're back. Happy for you. Uh, we knew you'd be back. Some people were excited. Some people were uh, impressed. Um, I wouldn't say people were confused. They're just like, you know, I didn't expect you to be back this soon. Um, but in the play groups, uh, yes, workouts have been going great. I've been working out, hamstring, quad, all the muscles, trying to maintain uh, the strength. The knee has been good for a while now. It's just getting used to playing and doing, I guess, getting, you know, re- repetitive uh, action of doing certain things, you know, and and I've gotten that with playing multiple five on five. We've had like at least six or seven play groups now 
at this point. So at this point, you know, it's just got to go out and play. Um, you know, it's getting my conditioning up. I think it's the biggest thing. But yeah, I've been playing, uh, been moving fine. Uh, play groups have been tough, but you know, I haven't won many of them. But you know, it's a little different. I think the play groups will be. I think when I'm playing, it'll be a lot different because when I'm out there with my play group, I'm the main focus, and um, they're trying to run the offense through me, which I know won't happen. That's not going to be realistic. I'm not going to be in ball handling or ball screens as much. I'm not be coming off pin downs and DHOs as much. Um, but they had me doing that a lot more, and they're able. The defense is also able to focus on me a lot more, um, which made it tougher. Which and, you know, turn made me a little bit work a lot more and be more conditioned for it and doing more stuff than I normally would ever do. So I think I'll be more than prepared to be able to play a game um, and be in shape and condition and to do my role, with my normal role, which is usually just space the floor, run corner to corner, baseline to baseline and defend um, as long as I can chase people and defend. I think that was the biggest thing for me. Um, but, yeah, play groups have been going well. The workouts have been going well. And it's now it's time to, to see, you know, what we can put out on the floor. Game time indeed. Looking forward to it. I'll be in the building Wednesday as you guys take on the Trail Blazers. As we're recording that, I'm actually watching the Blazers uh, play right now. Uh, okay, before we get out of here, though, Danny, um, two two things. Uh, number one, uh, I know you are uh, were puzzled by the NBA All-Star starters. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing being Joel Embiid not being a starter in the Eastern Conference. And uh, the reason why he was not a starter in the Eastern Conference, it came down to the fan vote, which I thought was very interesting uh, because he is a guy who who's very comical on Twitter, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. But, uh, you know, KD is KD. Yeah, Yeah. but KD is a villain, too. But KD obviously has a history a lot longer than Joel Embiid. Giannis has won uh, NBA title and two MVPs. And then Jason Tatum plays for uh, probably, what, the top three most marketable teams in the NBA. So uh, if it came down to the fan vote, I'm not surprised Joel Embiid uh, did not make the cut for to be a starter. Obviously, he's balling. Uh, But I'm also with Shaq, though. I think it's not right that the center position has been reduced to the front court. It's very clear that Joel Embiid is a center. Um, and it's very clear that there the NBA has some really good centers right now. I know we went through a drought, but between Jokic uh, and Embiid, they're carrying uh, a pretty decent slate there of centers. I mean, DeMontis Sabonis is a center, uh, mm-hmm. and I think he's a very good center um for the most part so it, it is kind of disappointing uh to see him not make the cut solely because the front court uh now has it's basically three front court plays it's not you don't have a special uh determination there for centers yeah I, and we've had this discussion I, I don't think that every position needs to be locked in certain guys can be any position you know you shouldn't have to have Oh, Luca's in the front court, or Luca's here. You know, you could put somebody at the three, four. Luca definitely can play, you know, a power forward position or get in the All Star game as a power forward position. I also don't mind the fan voting, but I don't think it should be the termination. Uh, when it comes down to that, I think the winning should be the biggest thing, and that's why I'm a little confused on how we don't have a starter in the All Star game on the West side because we are number two in the West, and Ja. Uh, got snubbed of being an all-star starter. And I think that's because of the fan voting, if I had to guess. Uh, Maybe the media voting, but I'm assuming it's the fan voting. And of course, Steph Curry is a great player um, and is an MVP and they won a championship. And 
um, who was that? Was it Steph and Luca? Is that the, the two front court? Steph and Luca, two in the back court and, in the West. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and the, so, yeah, I get it. Luca is have a hell of a year MVP season. Could also put him at the three if necessary. But, you know, realistically, those two teams are below us in the West. And, you know, I don't, I don't know if both of them are in the playoff contention right now, but I, I know some of them are fighting for playoff contention and we are number two seed in the West. So it's, it's just, I think that winning part of the game should be the deciding factor and the teams that are winning should have the edge um and O'Brien is a great player too as well and has been killing in in 20 years of the playing this league now is there somebody that in a better on a better team or more winning team get that spot maybe Zion he's been out 20 games and I know they were winning early on but he missed a lot of games so is there somebody else that's played a lot more games and that is winning more uh, being in that position? Um, like a DeMontis Sabonis, is, is, is that he made the power forward position, did he not? Uh, yes, he did. He made, he got in as a front court. Well, actually, no, he's listed as a front court member, but he's not a starter. Well, you and I thought he should be a starter because the Kings are playing very well. He's they're the three seed. Yeah. He's obviously an uh, engine to their offense. Well, I'm saying Zion I, took, took yeah. DeMontis Zion, Sabonis. I mean, well, Ultimately, well, technically, Zion, yeah. Well, Zion technically took Anthony Davis' spot, who technically took Larry Markkinen's spot, who technically okay. then took Demontis Sabonis to start. Uh, and when it, as it pertains to Job Morant, uh, the players voted him number three, the media voted him number three, the fans voted him number three. Uh, typically, I would agree with your basketball takes. I think we think alike, but uh, it is a game for the fans. Uh, this mm-hmm. is what the fans want. This is a this is a TV product more than anything. It's not a necessarily an award. Uh, yes, it is an award, but I truly think the awards are better served as all NBA first team, second team, third team. Mm-hmm. This again is an All Star game. So yeah. if that's what if that's what the fans want, that's, that's what, what the fan huh? that's Listen, what the I'm fans a, get. I'm a fan as well, and I think all of these guys deserve to be an All Star game for sure. But I think when it comes to the starters, those guys, the people that are chosen should have to, the the deciding factor that should come into play is the winning aspect. Now, of course, LeBron James is an all-star. Of course, Steph Curry is an all-star. So is Luka. Um, but when it comes to the teams that are actually, that are, I'm saying that they're not winning. They're, they are winning some games, but they're at the lower bottom of or the middle part of the West. When you look at the starters, I think you should go with the top half. Uh, the top 10 teams, you know, to choose from when it comes to the starters. Just you can't always get what you want, Danny, but if you try sometimes. Yeah, you can fight for get it. What you, get, you, get what, you get what you need. Job will be, job will be there at All-Star. And everybody who should be an All-Star should be there. Well, I mean, we'll get there more than likely. Um, I, I think that might also include Julius Randle, who I think would be a tragedy if he wasn't, doesn't make the All-Star team. Knicks are playing well. A lot of this because of him, but that's a story for another day. Uh, before we get out of here, Danny, I uh, I say this for last because I don't want you to get fined, but I do need your reaction. Okay. Uh, there was you mentioned LeBron James, uh, him and the boss uh, versus the Boston Celtics was quite must see TV last Saturday on prime time on ABC. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a show! Balls. What a show it was. LeBron is. LeBron isn't just hooping really well for a guy who's been in the league for 20 years. LeBron is just hooping really well, full stop. 
Like he's just yeah. hooping. Um, <laughs> for, any could, league, yeah. <laughs> for any player in the league, let's wipe out the fact that he's been around for so long. With that being said, uh, they missed a crucial call in that game that could potentially have given the Lakers a win. And of course the Lakers want to win. And of course, even more so against the Boston Celtics. So after that highly contentious game during rivalry week, as the NBA has been calling it, uh, there was a, a tweet from the official NBA ref Twitter account. And I couldn't believe it when I read it. I had to double take. And you know, Twitter's all crazy now. You they don't know what it. account, you don't know what account is real or not. Uh, but so I had to like look at it a couple times, but it turns out this is a real tweet. And I'm going to say it one <laughs> more time for you just so you could dissect it. And again, you're my friend. I don't want to see you lose money. So be wise with your response, oh, but I need course. you to be as authentic as possible with this. Like everybody else, the tweet, the tweet reads, Referees make mistakes. We made one at the end of last night's game, and that is gut-wrenching for us. Fair, you know. Uh, Then it continues. This play will weigh heavily and cause sleepless nights. I repeat, let me go back. This play will weigh heavily and cause sleepless nights (laughs) as we strive to be the best referees we can be. Oh man, Danny! I wish I was. I wish I was retired to be able to speak more freely on this. I don't know if those guys do. Retired guys get fined too for talking about the refs. Uh, I would hope. I would hope not. Yeah, I'd hope not. But uh, the fact uh, so, um, I am a current player on a roster in this league and in this business, so I have to. And not that I have anything bad to say about the refs. I mean, I have my complaints here and there. I do think there's some rules that could be changed. I do think we need to add another challenge, one and a half, or be able to keep your challenge if you win it. Uh, we did talk about the shots at the end of the clock. The buzzer beaters should be fair game. Shouldn't count as a, a missed attempt. Uh, there's so many things that we have on the on the list when it comes to the, the rules, the regulations, and the league. And, of course, who will hold those rules accountable, the law, the, the referees. So um, they are human. They do make mistakes, man. It happens. It sucks when it happens. Um, but there's, there's not much you can – you know, they're, they're human. There's not much you can do about it. Um, obviously, at that point in the game, but I think there needs to be some type of, uh, you know, they have the, the blue light. I don't know if you know anything about the blue light. I think especially no. when there's a timeout or a regulation. So this happened to us. We've had a situ- situations where they said on the Laker game, you know, uh, Desmond Bain was not fouled, what they said. I may disagree at the end of the game when Dennis Schroeder showed the ball and laid it up. But Russell Westbrook did violate the lane when – Brandon Clark shot his free throw, which ultimately should have gave Brandon Clark another free throw. This is the two-minute the, the two the report. Day, the two-minute yeah. report the next day, which does us no good at all. It doesn't help at all. I mean, just let you know, okay, we lost, we got screwed, we missed the putt, but it doesn't give you a win. It doesn't change the outcome of it, but it's good to know. And same thing in Golden State. Um, the two-minute report recalled that Draymond Green sent an illegal screen. Um, which led to Clay hitting a three-pointer against us, which gave them the lead, which we could have possibly won that game. Um, but the, the blue light is, I think, in the Golden State game, this is where I learned about it. And this is interesting how things work. Now teams are very they're, they're very smart how they use their Jumbotron, their replays now. They uh. only put the replays up for the home team. And when it, mm. you know, so we can't look at it. When we want to look at it in Jumbotron, we have to go behind the bench and have our crew rewind see if they can find something but home teams are not putting up the replay center at all so it's hard for us to challenge plays um so they had the replay going i think this was when 
the ball went out of bounds. It might have went off Ja, or or it might have been a, a foul that they might have missed. That they were able to challenge, but during this time, is right before the two minute mark, which they were like two minutes. They put the blue light on, which means oh, they're trying to see. I guess in Connecticut or wherever it is, if Steph Curry's last three pointer was a two or a three, and they're trying to confirm it. And I'm like, why are they going through this right now when we're taking the ball out, when they're able to look at the replay and see if they want to challenge for the next minute and a half? Mm. They shouldn't have that much time to look at a play. They know Looking what they're doing. It's the ridiculous. Stoppage. The blue light should only come on after a timeout when it's time, you know, when, it, when it's a timeout, you can review that then. But since you have the blue light, why don't you use that for end of regulation, end of timeout, or end of, you know, whatever it may be. That can come into play when it comes to certain scenarios like LeBron James getting fouled. It's end of regulation. The referees missed it, but hey, there's somebody else checking to see at the blue light or at the table, whatever it may be, in Connecticut or wherever they're doing their reviewing and seeing if that's a foul. And they could reward or award a team another free throw, another possession, or more time on the clock, however it may seem fit. I think that's when it should be used. Um, So yeah, until we come to that or find out a way to do it, I think there's going to be multitude of times where referees miss calls and and make mistakes just because they're human. And you know what happens? We, there, a lot of teams have missed calls. A lot of teams have gotten uh, at the end of games. We've had it in the playoffs in San Antonio. We played against OKC. There was many possessions in a game five, six, wherever where there were mistakes made, and they had a two minute report the next day. So you know for him to have it happen in the regular season and be shocked by it. I mean, obviously he's one of the better players in the league. He should get foul calls. But it happens, you know, and thank God it's not in a playoff game, you know, because it could happen in, in worse situations. Um, but, yes, we do need to find a solution. We do need to figure out, you know, because referees are human to help back them up, whether it's a fourth referee watching from the stands or on camera where they can throw the blue light on and to be able to protest or contest or whatever you want to do with a call or to award a team another timeout or another possession that I think should happen or needs to be happening at some point. And I think for it to happen to LeBron James, I think that's when change will happen. <laughs> so yep. we will get our change soon, soon enough. <laughs> I, I I hope that we don't see something like that later on uh, in the season, particularly in the playoffs. But I, for damn sure, for damn sure, if that happens again, NBA, do not tweet let your referees <laughs> out here trolling with their tweets that's <laughs> no that is a bad that's a terrible look to they have your referees it. trolling on the and yes you can address all you want we're talking about sleep sleep sleepless nights get my ass uh, please they sleepless were trying nights. to be genuine you took it as trolling that is their genuine response F-O-H. to it and i do think some of them F-O-H. are like oh we are embarrassed by this. I think some, I don't think they're sleepless nights, but I do think they get embarrassed and they are like, you know, thinking about it. It's something that weighs on them. Um, the next day, the next game, I don't know if they're sleepless nights, but I think it's something that, because yeah. they're competitors just like us and they want to make the right play. You know, they're, um, you know, it's their job. They want to be great at it. So I, I get that they want to be better, but, you know, we're going to need some don't. change. And yes, they shouldn't, they had to address it because of LeBron James. But yes, in other, other scenarios, they probably shouldn't be tweeting about certain players. Just let the two minute report come out. And leave it at what it is and, yeah. and keep it moving. Don't, I don't think don't, you're trolling. Yeah, don't don't sass us. Don't sass us. Um you're already impacting the product. Don't sass us. Um I got <laughs> notes. It was cool for once. It was funny, like ah ha, ha, ha. y'all funny, y'all cool. Don't do that again. Don't do that again. I, I'm not threatening anything. I have nothing to threat, <laughs> but don't do that again. It's a bad look, basically. It's just yeah. a bad look. 
That's just a terrible look. Uh, but what will be a great look is Danny back out on the court Wednesday versus the Portland Trailblazers. Looking forward to it. Uh, I will be in the building. I know producer Jed is already in Memphis, uh, hoping uh, to enjoy the game. Hopefully can enjoy a, a meal or two. Uh, have not been to Memphis before, so uh, looking forward to being there. And uh, once again, uh, hope that everything uh that is happening in the Memphis community now uh, continues to uh, uplift the Nichols family uh, and everything around this uh, case that is going to happen. I hope that it turns out to be a positive result and a positive uh, resolution to what was a tragedy. Uh, No way around it. Uh, Danny, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, And if you got anything else, please tell them what to do before we get out of here. Read, rate, subscribe, review, all the good stuff. We appreciate y'all tuning in. We got to get Harrison some barbecue and some catfish. Um, some of them <laughs> just not tried we yet. Don't, yeah, we're not having catfish. In Memphis, but we appreciate y'all tuning in, man. And this is it's been a wonderful ride. And now we're back to you know getting on the court and hopefully performing. Now we got to perform. We'll still be back, though, uh, just from a different perspective now. Actually, me sharing the court with some of my teammates. So hopefully it's a fun one. Hopefully it's a good. Either going to do terribly bad or amazingly great. Or hopefully in between in the middle. There's usually a gray area, but most of the time your debut is really bad or really good. And uh, we have Harrison coming to the building, so hopefully it's a good one. So yeah, I hopefully I am somewhat of a good luck charm, but rest assured, uh, it is a it is a sprint. Sorry, it is a marathon, not a yeah. sprint. Almost butchered that. Uh, so you know. We got, t- we got time, my friend. Looking forward to watching you on the court. Uh, looking forward to seeing you guys next week right here on Inside the Green Room. Until next time, deuces.